What the hell is in those bags? Rabbit weasels. Welcome to the Rabid Weasels podcast. I'm your host, Tim Mann, and on this episode, we have a very special guest all the way over in Mississippi. Is that right, Mississippi? Correct. Ah, there you go. On on with us, we have William Lowry. How you doing, William? I'm doing great. Uh, but before we continue, could you tell me who the President of the United States is? I was going to say uh, James Caron. No, he's already gone, unfortunately. Harry Truman. That's fine. I was I was just uh, spoofing a line from the second one. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, you proper had me on a loop. Then I was like, "Oh, he's getting all political already." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, it's the second one, isn't it? Yep. Yes. Very good. Very good. So, uh, William, it's great to have you on, and um, it's it, it, we've we've been chatting back and forth for for a little while about about doing this sort of thing but now we finally got to the point where we can actually sit and chat about about return of the dead so mm-hmm. for the people who don't know there's only a, only a handful i reckon who don't know who you are could you explain what how you got into movies and how you progressed from there to say return of the dead okay uh well it's, it's a simple story i was a normal kid raised in a normal household and, you know, I was just introduced to movies like any other person, uh, you know, through going to the cinema, uh, watching on TV and home video rentals. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember the first horror movie I ever saw. If I had to take a guess, it'd pro- probably be something like the original King Kong, right. which I know these, they used to show that on TV a lot back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then from there, it was um, I wasn't really big in the horror as a kid now i love the godzilla movies but i i consider the giant monster stuff uh it, its own thing but as as far as like horror franchises like halloween elm street and so forth mm-hmm. i was more raised on the classics like you know the universal monsters or the um or the 50s sci-fi stuff like like them or creature from the black lagoon nice nice um yeah but as i got older uh Every once in a while, I get either as a uh, a Christmas gift or a birthday gift uh, a book about movies. Actually, there's a there's a book that I, that I have that I've had since I was a kid, since I was like ten or so, mm-hmm. called Five Hundred One Must See Movies, and it's it's just a general breakdown of yeah, Five Hundred One movies that are, that are worth seeing, and they have a a horror section. And I remember as a kid flipping through the horror section and and seeing you know these these handful of paragraph reviews and breakdowns of movies like elm street halloween night of the living dead and just being like where where are these movies yeah where are they and then um and then from, and then from there um i don't know if you if y'all have amc over in the uk no but here, in the U- but here in the u.s we we have amc and back in the day they used to have a late night block called fear friday where starting at like 11 or so and go into you know early Saturday morning, they showed various horror movies. Right. And that's how I fir- and that's how I first saw like movies from the Halloween franchise or the original Puppet Master, or in this v- podcast case, Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Very good. And it was it was about when I was twelve or so. I don't remember the specifics, but I was about twelve, and they were doing their they were doing their Fear Friday, and which and I was you know staying up to watch that. And the first movie they show is Return of the Living Dead, which, you know, I'd never heard of. So I thought, oh, a zombie movie. Cool. And then the following film that unspooled for the next two hours scared the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. Because as a kid, I didn't I didn't see the humor. All I saw was the horror. And the mm. fact that we had a movie which featured nearly unstoppable zombies, not to mention a movie where Spoiler alert, everybody dies at the end. <laughs> yeah. It just 
it, it threw me it threw me for a loop and like i remember i have i have a real hard time sleeping that night because it's just like worried that zombies would break in and eat my brains <laughs> um and unfortunately it was it was because of that bad experience um watching return of the living dead that i i kind of stayed away from horror for almost like almost the next 10 years right yeah it's kind of surprising to believe but yeah i just i stayed away from stayed away from horror and like if i saw like return of the living dead at a at blockbuster or an fye or wherever it's just like i could feel like a sudden rise in my heart like i was getting like ptsd you know <laughs> right yeah yeah but then um Fast forward to when I'm about 18 or 19. It was actually when I was 19. And I decided to get back into horror. Um, I actually got back into horror. I started with uh, the Evil Dead trilogy. Oh. And then from there, just sort of worked my, worked my way through through various movies until I decided, all right, I think it's time for you to face your fears and and watch Return of the Living Dead, which all I right. did. Uh, I got a copy of the Screen Factory Blu-ray off eBay, along with a copy of the second movie on VHS, We'll talk about the sequels later, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I got both those movies off eBay, and I, I watched the first one a- after all these years. And now now that I was older, I could see the humor in yeah. addition to the horror. And yeah, what, what was once a movie that I was deathly afraid of that, that scarred me at the age of 12 uh, was now had immediately become one of my favorites. And little did I know that and the years following, I would just sort of become like a, a sort of ambassador for all things Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, since then, I've become the admin for not one, but two Facebook groups about Return of the Living Dead, the mm-hmm. series in general, and Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Yeah. And I've had and I've had a chance to, you know, talk, uh, meet and discuss, you know, RTLD with like my fans like you or other people on the internet. And and I've also had the luxury of meeting some of the cast over the years. I actually got to interview Tom Matthews uh, some some years back from from my uh, blog. Oh, nice! That's cool. Yeah, and uh, and I've even managed to acquire some unique uh, Return of the Dead memorabilia, namely stuff pertains pertain to the sequel, like uh, a copy of the original script, um, a electronic press kit, and a original and a a print press kit with like. Uh, background information and promotional stills. Oh, nice, very nice. That is, um, th- that's it. I, you know, I, I, I've never found it um, scary. I don't know if it is how, how old I can't remember how old I was when I first saw it, but I never found it scary. I think straight away from the off. I mean, I'm into the punk and hardcore metal type music, so the music for me straight away was like, oh, this is good. You know, this is my type of thing. And mm-hmm. I, I've it. It's interesting when you, when I read or like now you you're telling me that when you were younger it scared you because I've never experienced it with that. There's other other movies that I did. Um, American Werewolf in London still gives me the creeps now. I love it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that movie. But that the beginning scene about you know the the howling on the moors and and it's circling them things like that 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 just doesn't doesn't leave me. I suppose for you is it. Up until you know that point, it was the the zombies like you know coming back and thinking that they're, they're going to get you. It's just it, yeah, um, it's interesting. It's really interesting to to hear that, that it's. I see it differently. I always did. I'm not sure if I was um a little bit older. I think I was about was I about fifteen maybe when I seen it, possibly. Mm-hmm. But by that point, I was um, I wasn't. I wasn't like. I, I was already, I'd already seen uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street. I'd already seen all the Evil Deads by then, you know, I, uh, on the Friday the 13th right. and so on. So maybe I was a little bit more, condi- I don't know, maybe I was a little bit conditioned to it of that's the level of, you know, horror that I kind of expected. I don't know. It's weird, but yeah, it's interesting. Um, so yeah, so you, so jump back to what you're saying before. So you, you moderate or admin of two facebook pages was that right was it was it return correct it's uh the first one is the return of the living dead film series and then return of the living dead part two fan page nice. uh this is not to be confused with the the one facebook group that's simply called return of the living dead which has like over ten thousand members yeah right yeah um 
Yes, I've, I follow. I think I I didn't realize there was that the, you moderate a second one, uh, the part two one. I'll have to jump on that because I was on the film series one. There was about four or five. There's about four or five out there. The the one, um, the big one has just um, gone. Have you noticed? I think a few weeks back that it was. Um, I've uh, noticed that, and I and yeah. I, I wonder if it has something to do with the uh, the unfortunate passing of the Pages founder. I think I think so. I think so. Although I have been reading lately that um, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. One of one of the uh, earliest earliest films I remember seeing, kind of horrorish, and a lot of mm-hmm. Ghostbusters Facebook pages are being shut down. I don't know if that's something to do with Sony. I mean, obviously, that's nothing to do with Return of the Dead at all. But I was just wondering if it was related at all because on the on my on my Instagram, I've got a Ghostbusters Instagram, and a lot of people are going, "My Facebook page is gone. I'm gutted," you know. And and a lot of other people are like, "I've had the same thing happen to me." So I don't know whether um, it's related or, like you say, it was obviously the passing of um, oh God, what's his name now? Did a thing on him last uh, last episode. Joe Russell. Joe, that's it. Joe Russell. Yeah, yeah. Because he passed away, I believe, was it January uh, this year? And I th- no, it was. I think it was back in April or May. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was. That's right. Yeah. 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 It's it's a shame because that that was a good page. That was. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who. Obviously, there was a few a few admins who were running that one, but I don't know if they've all decided to just just you know stop it or whatever but um but yeah um the film series one is good because you cover the whole five movies don't you and beyond i think you know like anything else yeah anything else yeah that's the thing is like it's not just about the return of the dead film series uh mm. you can also talk about anything zombie related be you know the films of george romero yeah. or any of the other zombie movies that have been made for, uh in the last 50 60 years and also and also you know video games because there have been a ton of zombie video games in yeah. like the last 30 years yeah well that's one thing we were discussing wasn't it was the possibility of an episode about uh the video game you know a possible return of dead video game what the potentials for that could be oh i tell you oh we could have some yeah. fun with that well i i would say i would say more so how like i would say more like return of living dead's indirect influence on zombie video games because while you know the films of george romero have had a quite a huge influence on zombie video games obviously yeah. the resident evil series uh return of dead's influence has been more i would say indirect there's mm. there's been more there's been a few games that not necessarily paid homage to it more mm-hmm. so cold cold elements from it yeah to sort of just you know uh, as as a way to just pay, pay homage, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, the um, but that's the thing with, with Return. You have this notion of the brains, isn't it? Which isn't anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It comes from comes from Return, and yeah. like we've mentioned, like you know, on on the Facebook groups and in previous posts, the possible the I say it a million times. I probably say it on every episode of this podcast that these are the worst zombies to to run into because there yeah. is literally no escape, you know? Yeah. No, you know, at least with Romero's, you can take them out, shot to the head, you know, or something like that. But this, this element of that, I think is another element that makes return so good that it's, and like you say, you have that, it jumps into that, you know, you've already got the, the, the ending is not good. No, mm-hmm. You know, in 1985, that wasn't a common thing, was it? No. I mean, I know, well, obviously, yeah, the original Night of the Living Dead, everybody dies at the end of that. Yeah, yeah, of course. But but otherwise, you know, generally with, with most movies, horror, otherwise, uh, when you put characters in the perilous situations, generally, generally they, at least one of them turns out fine. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, It's because it has this uh, unintentional comedic, elements to this movie you think mm-hmm. they're going to be fine and then of course you're like oh no no they're not <laughs> every yeah. everyone's gone everyone's gone oh brilliant brilliant so okay so if you run a part two page so i'm guessing is two your favorite 
Um, no. So oh, okay. how, how, so how that happened, mm-hmm. uh, my, my memory is a little fuzzy because the, the film series page that was, that actually started life as a part two fan page, oh, uh, right. run, run, run by, uh, uh, run by, run by someone else. And then right. as, and cause that's, I, I remember I joined that page in 20, when it was originally the part two fan page, I originally joined it in, tw- in 2019 cause I was looking for like, uh, you know, Return of the Dead fan groups on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I joined that one in 2019, and I became good friends with uh, the the, pa- the the founder of that page. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I suggested to her, "Hey, why don't we just why don't we change this to a page that's all about the Return of the Dead franchise, and then we create a separate page dedicated to the second one?" Right. And she was like, "Sure." And that's that's what led to the um to the original page uh, becoming the fil- the film series group. Right. And what led to the creation of the part two fan page. Right, I see. I see. Get you. Right, okay. Cool, cool. Because I know there is a huge love for, for part two. I, I do like part two. I mean, yeah. number one. I, now, it's funny with part two. Let's go I talk about my thoughts on the sequels. Yeah. So from, so as I mentioned, I, I bought a copy of the of the first one and the second one off eBay. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, rewatching the first because, you know, the first one scared me so bad. I, I didn't bother with any of the sequels, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so what? So you know, rewatching the first one all these years later, I loved it. But when I watched part two for for the first time, um, all the all those years ago, I remember hating it, right? And it's uh, it's understandable because you know part because part two is by and large a beat for beat retread of its of the first one, except the difference is it's a child protagonist. And yeah. instead, of, and it's not as dark and nihilistic as the first one because mm-hmm. the emphasis is more on slapstick and gags. Yeah, but then I don't, I don't know how, but just like on on subsequent on subsequent viewings, somebody else described it best. It, it was it's like a weed. It just sort of like rooted itself in me, and just slowly over time, I've come to appreciate part two for what it is. I mean, make no mistake, yo, part one part one the first one it's 10 out of 10 i mean it's in my mm-hmm. top five favorite movies of all time yeah part part two again even though it's not as good i can still enjoy it for what it is because there's a lot of elements to part two that i i really do like obviously the reprisal of uh the james karen and tom matthews duo oh super and then, yeah and then and then other stuff like uh the zombie makeup from kenny myers or, yeah. or the soundtrack, provided, of course, you know it, you're you're watching um, watching it with the original audio and not the the different music that's on the DVD version. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And then, but yeah, it's just like, yeah, I, I I've become something of a part two apologist, and you know, like I said, I've I've acquired some memorabilia related to the movie, and I even got to meet um. Marsha Dietland and Michael Kenworthy last year, who played the brother and sister in that one. Oh, right, that's cool, brilliant. That's yeah, cool. Um, and now, and now, as as for part three, and it's funny because that movie turns thirty this year, and part two turns thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Part right. part three, I found the DVD for it at a used game store. Yeah, and you know, I I'd heard some stuff about part three how. Some some people liked it because after the goofiness of part two, they they preferred the more serious approach of of three, mm-hmm. and and it's kind of the same thing with two. I remember I remember watching it for the first time, and just kind of feeling in, indifferent about it. Like yeah. I appreciate it for trying something different, but I also wasn't a big fan of the whole self mutilating angle uh, that the movie goes for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just it didn't it didn't click with me. And on subsequent viewings, I've come to appreciate appreciate three for doing something different. Again, kudos to Brian Yuzna. I I give him all the credit for just doing something different. Yeah, and trying to make it a more personal tale of you know of a, of an undead Romeo and Juliet type situation. It's just yeah. that for me, there there are certain elements of that movie that just that just don't click. That I watch it, I'm just like. Mm. This needed this this part needed to rewrite or or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, they probably go they probably go in that order, don't they? The one is is pure gold, 
and then two say silver and then three is like, like a bronze you know that's an easy way of, of, of have, say, you have know. you seen have you seen the third one oh yeah definitely yeah i'm looking at it now in my collection yeah yeah i um i do enjoy it i do enjoy a lot of elements of part three i love the whole like you say the romeo juliet thing because like you say it hadn't been done before it's gone back to that dark elements of, of say part one and, and left the goofiness out of, of part two. And mm-hmm. I, I do, I do like that. I, I'm like you, there's, I like, I like it, but I don't know why. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't, yeah. can't put my finger on it. Why? I, I do enjoy it. I mean, I love the characters as well. You know, um, uh, what's the name? Oh God. Oh, name escapes Julie. me now. Yeah, Julie, the character of Julie. She's, I mean, that that was a bold move to do that to have the pain thing as the to suppress the the, the feeling of of wanting flesh. That was brilliant. You know that that was that was something different. Mm-hmm. And plus, uh, there even though it's it's not it's not as heavy on like the zombie action as the first two were. There yeah. there are some pretty cool zombie designs, like the one barrel zombie uh, mm. that that escapes after uh, Kurt resurrects Julie. And yeah. like it's 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 flesh is fused together, but when it gets knocked to a wall, it like rips itself apart and yeah. its, its skulls is exposed. Yeah, that's you know, for memorable. for a movie that was made on 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 obviously a, a very low budget, um, they they do make make the most of it with with the zombies. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's that's one of the zombies that's quite memorable. That one, um, I do believe Joe Russell had that actual prop as well. Yeah, I think I remember yeah. seeing, seeing that photo in the group and just being like, "You lucky bastard!" Yeah, that's a great piece to have because it's like, say, it's, apart from the, the obviously the image of Julie with all the glass and the, the the bits of you know sticking out and stuff like that. That zombie seems to be the one that you people remember the most because it is like you say fused to the side of his shoulder, isn't it? And then it pulls apart and it's the skull. It's beautifully done. It really is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. No, um, I do like three. I do, I, I do like three. I, I, I say, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about it that makes me like it. But it's not a patch on the others. It isn't really. But, um, and then as for as for Necropolis and Rafe the Grave, um, well, yeah. it's it's funny. So I watched so I watched Necropolis for the first time because mm-hmm. it's it's currently free to watch legally on, on YouTube. So I decided, well, it's free to watch. I don't have to spend money. Let's watch it. How bad could it be? And I and I gave up about forty five minutes in because I oh, was just you like, gave man. Up. <laughs> it, I was just like, man, it's not just that it's bad; it's boring. Like it, it's one thing that it's it's a slap to it's a slap in the face of the franchise, and um, er, it, you know, it more or less destroys all the goodwill that the first three had built up. Yeah, it, it's just also that it's just it's boring. Like it's the characters are so cliche. The villain is so cliche. I mean, Peter Coyote. I'll, I'll give him credit. I I, I kind of dig. Like he just has his shitty grin the whole time. He's like, I just I'm just thinking. You know, he's probably thinking, well, the movie sucks, but you know, I gotta make the most of it. Mm, and yeah. Also, I I will give some some credit to the music because it's very like it's very mid 2000s new metal. There's like Godsmack on the soundtrack. And I'm like, yeah. man, this is such a time capsule of. Mid two thousands music. I'll, I'll I'll let that pass. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the movie the movie itself, you can I could clearly tell it's like this is a cash grab, and ha- you know having read up on the making of of yeah. what happened with Necropolis and Rafe to the Grave because you know I own the complete history of Return of the Dead book. Oh yeah, that's good history like, about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I totally understand how how William Butler felt knowing that he had this great idea of, to do yeah. a fourth one. And then just over time, countless back and forth between different studios, different executives, that idea just devolved and became more more or less. Necropolis is just like it feels like a poor man's Resident Evil. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. And yeah. then and then Rafe to the Grave. I I have no desire to watch that one whatsoever. <laughs> it's just. I've I've seen reviews of it, and honestly, those reviews are, are all that I need. I don't need to, I don't need to sit through it because I'll probably give up. I I gave up forty five minutes, and I'll probably give up five minutes. And well, 
do you know what? I did the same as you. Necropolis and Rave for the Grave, Rave to the Grave, are both on YouTube. So I did the same as you. I was like, hey, do you know what? I'm. Do- I, I was basically doing this podcast, and I was like, I can't do this podcast without at least watching them. I've got to at least have an opinion on them, at least apart mm-hmm. from you know going from what people say. So I sat down and watched Necropolis. And yes, I, I'm and the same as you. It's like, hang on a minute, you can just shoot them and they just fall down. Whoa, yeah. that was that was the biggest thing for me. Was just like you just you can fight them, you can shoot them, you can twist their heads like a human, and they just go, they drop. That was the biggest thing because my I always like like I said before, unstoppable zombies. That's that is that is your your level of right. This is what we're up against, but not in Necropolis. And that was a bit like, oh, what. It just it felt it felt a bit lazy, sort of like you know. Um, so when about think... the about about the only other, uh, other thing I liked was the the first five minutes uh, yeah. where P- Pierre Coyote goes to Chernobyl and we find out the Chernobyl incident was used as a cover up to hide some trioxin barrels. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's a that's a nice little spin on on real world events. But again, otherwise the rest of the movie is a dumpster fire. Well, I did finish it. Um... And afterwards, I was like, do you know what? That was bad, but I think it's not as bad as what people were saying, if you know what I mean. I mean, people mm-hmm. were saying it was awful, like, like Dodge 4 and 5, don't ever bother. Honestly, there's no point, because there's nothing on the original, which is hard to replicate, as we've seen with 2 and 3. Yeah. And I finished it, and I was like, mm, I can see where people aren't happy. I can see where the studios interfered. But it was it was it was it was it was watchable. You know, I wouldn't say I'd watch it over and over again. I w- I don't actually own four and five, but if I'm waiting for a, a cheapish copy of, of, to come out to, to come out, sorry, to be available on DVD because I don't want to spend a lot of money on it because I wouldn't really watch it. I would have it for collection. Now, right. Rave to the Grave, I gave it a go, and uh, yeah, I, I I haven't finished it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't finished it. I. Uh, I, I think I got half an hour in. I was like, oh, I, was, I think, you know, one of the kids wanted me or, or something like that. Or I had a phone call and I haven't really got. Hey, <laughs> so, yeah. don't don't rush it, man. Don't rush it. No, no, no. But um, I do need to finish it, though, because I want to be able to, to you know, if there's, if, there's, if there's something that we could talk about, you'd have to sit down and watch it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You'd probably have to. Tie me down, peel open my eyelids, blast the Beethoven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and yeah. you know, obviously, you know, and I know that they they announced recently that there apparently is a. And I say apparently there is a a reboot in the works. And I know you talked a little a little about your thoughts on it on our previous yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, do you have any other thoughts before I get to mine? Um. Just that I do still think it's old news. I don't think it's anything new. I do yeah. think that I think it was bloody disgusting. Had published it, mm-hmm. and it and it just kind of just blew up from there. I haven't heard anything else since. So whether it's still no. old news or it's just quiet, I I don't know. My my thoughts are still the same. I personally I don't think you need to, but um, sequel yes please. But a a re- reboot still isn't in. in not my cup of tea because yeah because i mean when i saw the news i was like oh no this this could i mean this could go one of two ways it it could turn out to be good it it could it could turn out to to be garbage but at the same time i'm not one of those people crying crying woke because when when i share share the news in the group some people Mm -hmm. were crying woke and i'm just like guys guys you're kind of blowing it out of proportions please yeah um but but honestly, I'm kind of like with you. It's like I don't need to watch it. You know, the originals will always be there. It's not like this one's going to come along and, and replace them. The originals no. will always be there. And plus, you know, again, as sequels have showed, you can't. They haven't been able to nail the lighting in a bottle um, success that the first one had. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like I, I looked into the director that's attached to it. I looked into where stuff he's done. And I'm like. He hasn't had a really good track record. He's done some independent horror stuff that yeah that I looked at was like no these reviews ain't too hot and these movies don't look too hot. Um, I'd pr- I'd prefer that you know honestly I'd prefer you know again up and coming director to you know to to do it, but at mm. the same time 
you want somebody who has you know a unique vision a unique clear vision for return of the living dead one that yeah. doesn't simply involve rehashing old ideas for the sake of hey remember this yeah yeah the um the only thing that i've seen out i mean it's it's posted on one of the return pages it's old now it was even before the reboot was even an idea was uh, obviously, we've lost James Caron, and that's unfortunate. We couldn't, you know, say he's yeah. gone. But Tom Matthews is now slightly older than what James Caron was when he played Frank. Yeah. So you could have him playing a new version of Frank, which is a great idea. If still, done well. If done well, but still no. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, I wonder is, like, have – have any of the cast been contacted about about this project you know that'd be a good question to ask one of them like the, the next time you're at, at a convention and one of them's a guest like hey have you yeah. been contacted about appearing in this reboot in some shape or form yeah yeah there's uh that'd be interesting to find out actually i do i am scheduled at some point to get beverly randolph on the show and cool I do, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be great. I want to pick her brains because she had a story for a return sequel, yep. um, but she'll she'll tell the story better. I've I've only know it through through Gary, through our mutual friend Gary Smart. He's right. So he's told me the story that her sequel idea was they were at a horror convention, right? And they're 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 there as themselves, as their real real, you know, yeah. their names as they are. And then uh, there was a breakout of 245-trioxin in the convention. So people who were dressed as zombies suddenly become the zombies. And Mm -hmm. people are a bit like, oh, it's a con. You know, ah, look at him. He looks really good. Look at the makeup on him. Ah, Then it all starts. And then the characters, sorry, and then the actors become the characters. Yeah. That's a brilliant idea. I love that Mm -hmm. idea. That's different. You know, it's it's... It's a sequel, but still taking it in the same vein. Now, I'd, I'd love to pick her brains about that, and hopefully I'll get her on, and we'll, we will definitely do that. But that's what I think you need to do. You need to come up with a sequel. You know, I think in the last episode I said you could take it from after three if you didn't want to do four and five. I mean, that's another thing about four and five. They don't even say uh, two, four, five, trioxin. They call it trioxin five. Yeah. Why? I don't understand. I mean, I do know in the book that the, the writers were like, no. The studio was like, no, we're changing the, the number. We're changing the whole thing. They're like, no, fans will go nuts. And mm-hmm. rightly rightly so, they did, you know. Yeah. So. Um, but but we'll, but we'll see. And plus, you know, there's there's the ongoing uh, writer-actor strike. So I imagine oh, yeah, that's, pre- that's prevented them from making any progress on the reboot. Yeah, because I believe with the strike thing, I've not been fully fully like you know following it or anything like that but i do believe um it was uh, sean clark mentioned it on his youtube channel that while the strike is going on it's conventions that will that could possibly suffer so you could have an actor there who can talk about anything they've done in the past but they can't even mention any project that they're doing in the future so for example say the strike was still on and we went to a con and for example, Beverly Randolph was there, or Tom Matthews was there, and you said, "Oh, are you attached to this?" They could have to go. I can't talk about it. I'm not allowed. You know, yeah. part of this. So that's that's it's another thing, isn't it? So, yeah, it's very, very it's it's crazy. It's a crazy idea. Mm-hmm. So, uh, wow. Right. So, are you a fan of the soundtracks? Oh yeah. I love I love the music to the first the first and second one. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know the first the first one it has a great punk soundtrack, yeah. and it, it's funny saying that because when I was in my late teens, early twenties, after after rediscovering the original Return of the Dead, uh, the sound the soundtrack was one of the things I regularly look up on YouTube just to listen to on like driving to work or vice versa, yeah, because. I, again, I was I was sort of a punk fan. Uh, was I became sort of a punk fan in my late teens, early twenties. So cool. you know, I was listening to this. I was listening to the the Clash, uh, Dead yeah. Candies, etc. And and yeah, even all these years later, 
I don't listen to the the first one soundtrack uh, as mm-hmm. much as I used to, but it's still it's still a damn good soundtrack. Yeah, um, yeah, it's good. That's, then, that's some good ones, yeah. And then uh, two two soundtrack I also really like. Uh, it, it introduced me to some artists that have now since become my all time favorites, like uh, Julian Cope and Robert Palmer. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, I actually had a copy of the soundtrack on cassette, and kind of the same deal. If I was driving to work or vice versa, I'd I'd pop it in and give it a listen because, it, in my opinion, it's a pretty solid soundtrack. And uh, I don't know, I don't know if you heard about this or not, but uh, Terravision Records recently oh, announced. Oh yeah, oh, yes. yeah they they <laughs> recently announced they will be releasing J. Peter Robinson's. Uh, score for part two on vinyl later this year it's a must i need i need that in my collection 100 percent. yeah oh, yeah i'm yeah, not I'm, I'm, i don't know about you i'm not as massive like the the score to the first one done by matt clifford is is oh it's legendary and i've been searching and searching there's a there's a small little there's a small little uh record company of a bootleg record company that's released like 30 pressings of the first um the first movie score on vinyl mm-hmm. and it's like it's like fight club you have to be a space monkey to get in to get a part to be in this group to even get one of these these records and it's it's hard to to even you know it's, it's yeah. n- near impossible so when i heard that two was coming out i was like i have to have that definitely yeah yeah because I'm actually a re- I really dig uh, J. Pierce's rendition of the Trioxin theme. Yes. I, I think it's I think it's a good fun update of the original. Because the original's Trioxin theme, it's 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 fun but ominous. Mm. Uh, the second one's Trioxin theme is is more is more is more fun than mm. ominous. But it's still it's still a darn darn good theme. Both both Trioxin themes for the first and second one are are really good. Yeah, yeah, and I do believe on the last track of the soundtrack um you do get a little snippet of score yeah remember correctly well you do on the vinyl anyway you probably will do on the tape wouldn't you yeah yeah so you get you get that little taste of the score but yeah to have it a full as a being being a complete massive vinyl nut then this you know to have part two on vinyl is is good because then it makes me think right we're one step closer to getting part one on vinyl as well if two's mm-hmm. coming out then maybe one will and i can't wait hopefully be great yeah it will be great so um do you have a a specific scene that's your favorite i know it's a you know on on the cuff question but is there anything that you go oh this bit just i I always you know it's your favorite well that's a very good question because obviously from the first one i could say trash's dance because it's fantastic i mean fantastic uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but in all seriousness, I think my favorite scene from the first one is uh is, is Frank's speech where he tells Freddie uh about two four five trioxin. Yes. The way it's done, yeah. the way the way it's shot, and the way he just he delivers he delivers that monologue. Mm-hmm. It's it's very it's very it's very it's very creepy. It's it's very effective, and it really it really leaves the mind to your imagination as to you know what all he he's discussing and how it how it all got mixed up yeah and then and then going going to part two if i had to pick a favorite scene hmm that's a good one i could i mean i could say you know the severed head get that damn screwdriver out of my head that's classic i think, I think my favorite scene is oddly enough the uh the the shootout with the soldiers and the zombies now because one of them is played by a favorite actor of mine mitch Pileggi, who's mm-hmm. better known for playing skinner on the x-files right Cool. Also, because and also because the song that plays during during that scene is a, uh, it's a it's a per, it's a heavy metal hidden gem called Alone the Night from a band called Leatherwolf. Yeah, and I yeah. and that's and that's a song I really dig. Mm. Um, moving the three, I think my favorite sequence from that is um is from the opening where they're testing the freezer bullet on the cadaver. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially when we when you learned that the guy who played the cadaver. Was actually a homeless person they found at uh, the LA airport. Yeah, that's right. It's crazy. It is crazy. And then four, and then four and five. My favorite part: the end credits. The credits. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was definitely going to say he's going to go for the credits. Yes. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, that going back to one, the speech, the the monologue, like you say with Frank. Until that point, okay, you you you're watching a film called The Return of the Living Dead, but there's a point up until before he says you want to see him, where you think he's he's joking, he's pulling his leg. Yeah, but as soon as he says, do you want to go? Do you want to see him? And he's like, well, see him. You know, the corpse is. Then you yeah. think, oh my god, it's real. It's actually real. You know this. You know, it's it's cleverly done, and the fact that they've nodded to Romero without nodding to him. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 just beautifully done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think any scene with with um, James Caron and Tom Matthews for me is. I've said it before, it's gold. And of course, part two as well. You've got yeah. Joey and Ed, haven't you? Very similar, but but different. Um, I don't know, for me, my part two favourite, I think it's the nod to part one. You know, it feels like we've been here before. You, me, them. I don't know, there's something about it. It's, it's like... Yeah, it's, like, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nicely done wink and nod uh, to yeah. the first one. Yeah, I like that. I like, it's, like the way it's, uh, it's well done. I um my only regret is when I watch part two I kind of kick myself. So um, Joey's girlfriend, oh god, what's her name now? Brenda. Yeah, well, like, oh, what's her real name? Suzanne Snyder. I see. I'm good. This is why I I, I knew it was worth getting you on because you just you just got the knowledge. <laughs> yeah, it's just you remember I, these names. <laughs> yeah, because like I I've watched the documentaries and read the books so many times yeah. that it's just it's all in my head. So that, that's exactly why I wanted you on, dude. That's exactly why, because you know you you like me, but you've got a better memory. <laughs> so I was at the Forever Horror in Manchester a few years ago, and met Tom Matthews there. That's where we spoke about him coming on the podcast, and I did bring my Return of Living Dead Part Two final cover with me for him to sign, mm-hmm. but because of the way it is, it was a case of if you want two things signed you've got to pay twice you know not that yeah i wasn't going oh can you sign this as well for free i wasn't doing that but it would have been nice if he'd gone oh dude i'll sign them both for you you know but it wasn't meant to be if you wanted a selfie with him it was this x amount you wanted yeah. him to sign a record it was say i don't know for me it would have would have been well, it was 25 25 pounds i think it was mm-hmm. so if i wanted him to sign part two would have been 25 pounds and you're thinking ah oh, do i get him to sign part two and Anyway, Suzanne Snyder was there as well. Now, <laughs> amazingly, I'd brought part two with me and I'd bought my vinyl cover of Weird Science. And yeah. I was a bit like, oh, what do I do? And it was in such a quandary about which one do I get her to sign that I ended up not <laughs> doing it at all. And I kick myself now because it's like, why didn't I go and get her to sign part two of Return Living Dead? You know, or even yeah. Weird Science. But it's one of them things. It's one of the things. I'll catch her again, hopefully at a con. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of them things, man. It's a shame. It's a shame. Uh right. Do 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 do. So we've talked about soundtrack and the sequels. Favorite actor? Favorite Some actor, more. uh Tom Matthews. Uh Tom Tom Matthews is the goat. In, in, in my book, Tom Matthews, Tom Matthews is Jesus. <laughs> he's he's yeah. just that good. He's just that good. I, 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 I've grown such an affection for Tom Matthews over over the years. It's just like, I don't know how to describe it. He's just he he just has a very he just has a very likable you know everyman type of personality to him. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, and everything he's been in, even like Friday Thirteenth Part Six, which is you know he's quite quite well known for that, isn't he? But yeah, uh, for me it's always been Return. But I do that Friday Thirteenth Part Six. Jason Lives is my favorite jason because it was the first one i watched coincidentally it tom matthews was in that so it was just yeah. like oh it's the guy from you know from return living dead oh brilliant he is like I say you've for your blog he is the nicest guy um mm-hmm. i i put it up on a on my instagram post on my return living dead page that they say don't meet your heroes because if they turn out to be dicks you know it ruins it for you well yeah not not with tom absolute gentleman what a, what a gentleman he was you know I, I i talked his ear off for eight minutes straight and i could feel the cue behind me getting a bit like oh come on i want my i want to see him and i was like nope i'm here yeah I've waited for this long we're gonna talk you know and to be fair he did he talked back but the fact is he was just so nice 
such a nice guy. And then, of course, he came on the podcast, and you know, it's if I, I don't, yeah. you know, it's amazing. It was great. Yeah, yeah. He he's a very cool dude, and it's just like the other thing to to keep in mind about him is that he's had the he he's done quite a diverse array of films over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, beyond horror, he's done like he's done you know science fiction movies he's done westerns he's done dramas he's done a little bit of everything yeah and, you know not to mention had a really uh launched a really successful construction business because i remember we uh we talked a good bit about his uh construction business in in the interview and yeah it was just like it, it felt great knowing that you know he he did find success in something and was still able to do acting on the side yeah yeah it's really good that is really cool. The uh, he's had this a, a little extra sort of resurgence with this new um, Never Hike Alone series, the Friday Thirteenth, yeah. and I I think they're great. And I cannot wait till October because the second one's out, and of course he's in it. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. really can't wait to see what that is. Um, he's got a couple of other horror movies coming out soon as well. He sent me a a picture of like the posters. Can't think what they are off the top of my head now, but um... I know I know when he did, and this was back in 2019, so it's, maybe it's out now. I remember one one he told me about they just did was called Killer Therapy. Right. Okay. Cool. I haven't heard of that one. Mm, so maybe I don't know if it's out. Yeah, it's interesting. Want to check out if it is out anyway. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I've noticed in America the they tend to show Return of the Dead on on cinemas quite a bit on big screens have you had mm-hmm. the opportunity to yet god if only <laughs> yeah because yeah. it's like you know i own i own the the first return of the dead on vhs dvd and blu-ray don't mm-hmm. own the 4k because i own three different formats and three is enough yeah. um now i'm the same but i've i've yet to i've i've yet to have the opportunity to see the original on the big screen and I will. Uh, some someday I will. So help me God, I will. But today is not that day. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Uh, hasn't uh, as far as I'm aware, there has been showings here, but I haven't been able to go, you know, or anything like that. But since my major sort of resurgence with Return of the Dead, because I saw it, like say 15, loved horror, got into other things as well, got into like thrillers, loved a good like bank heist film, you know, and even some mm-hmm. comedies here and there. But then my resurgence for horror has kind of just weaned its way. It's always been there, but it's come back in. And yeah. that's when I rewatched Return of the Dead again after years and gone, oh, yes, of course, I remember, I remember how amazing this film is. And then over time, watching it over the years, I'm like, Do you know what? This is the greatest horror movie ever made for me. Yeah. There's loads of different horror movies out there. But I just gravitate to return. I even do. I even can put it in my headphones at night, and I can listen to it going to sleep. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah. I just it's a can. It's just, it's just like soothing. I can, you know, I I like say I can, I can listen to it on the way to work without obviously you know looking at the, looking at the screen. I can have it on my phone hooked to my car, you know, playing, and I just I'm quoting it as I'm going to work. In fact, yeah. I even I even quote it in work, and people have, in work have no idea what I'm saying. You know, I, I'm you, you, yeah, I'm using lines, and it's like, oh, there's no one here to hear that. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I, 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 there's quite a few quotes from the the first and second one that live rent free in my head, um, and just and just yeah, it's just like I don't, I don't watch the the first three RTLDs as much as I did when I was in my late teens, early 20s, because mm-hmm. when I was in my late teens, early 20s, I watched it, after I rediscovered RTLD, I watched that movie nonstop. Yeah. You know, get get home from work, watch the movie. Uh, get home get home from college, watch the movie. Working yeah. on a project, put the movie on the background, or part That's two right. on the background, or vice versa. Or one of the documentary, watch one of the, the documentaries on YouTube. You know, just, I, <laughs> I actually, um, I do remember, thinking about that period i do remember uh i there was a a, a fun run um mm-hmm. at, at my college and i dressed up as zombified freddy nice yeah and I, I i remember they held a costume contest afterwards i think i got it was a fun run and i think i placed like fourth or fifth in the run but when they did the costume contest i got first 
Oh, really? How oh, cool. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I think I still have a, a picture of me as Zombified Freddy um, somewhere in my Facebook profile. I'll share it to you once yeah. we're over. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but yeah, it was just, I remember people being like, wow, cool costume. Who are you supposed to be? And I was just like, uh, well, this nice guy who becomes a brain zombie. <laughs> yeah, they had no idea who it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, you, you didn't, you know, you, I thought you were going to turn around and say, I didn't win the contest because people didn't know who you were, but you got it because of the, the, the way your makeup was done and everything like that. I get it. Yeah. 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 All right. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I've debated going as um, Ernie Colton Bruner for a, a fancy dress. I was, I was, I'm obviously, I, I'm bald as a coot, so I've got no hair. So I'd have to wear a wig. I'd have to get a blonde wig to do that. But I was looking to get, a burgundy overall and then like take cut it up you know just below the knee do mm-hmm. it proper do it right you yeah. know get a pair of like red or burgundy new balances as well you know it, but like i say i could i could go to a fancy dress party around here and people would be like who are you who are you supposed to be you know they wouldn't know would they you yeah know, unless unless you're like us um yeah, yeah. It's it's great, but that's but that's, but that's the beauty of, of horror conventions because you go at those and people will be like, dude, you're... at least one person will be like, dude, you're the guy. Yeah, I am yeah. the guy. Yeah, that's that's the place, isn't it, where you can you can shine in, in cosplay as uh, as those type of characters. Yeah. Oh, so man. I uh so I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, what would you say is the holy grail of your Return of the Living Dead collection? Out of all the different items you own, and this includes like copies of the movie. What would you mm-hmm. say is the holy grail of your Return of the Living Dead collection? That's a great question. Oh, um, do you know what? I've got, like you, I've got VHS. I've got, I'm looking now, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different versions of Return of the Living Dead on DVD. Some are, all these are different covers. So you've got Region 1, America, you've got the UK. Um, I've got a German one, which is in one in one of those plastic clamshell boxes. It's really yeah. nice. It's really nice with uh, Graham Humphrey's artwork on the front. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got, I've got two. I've got three. Uh, I've got the second sight Blu-ray. Uh, I'm the same as you. I haven't gone 4K. So I don't have a 4K telly. There's no point. I don't see their point. You know. Yeah. Um, I do believe you need. Is it? Do you need a 4K telly now to watch these 4K? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you do. You do. Uh, yeah, well, I ain't getting down that route. I'm still, I'm still collecting horror DVDs because to me, one day they're going to be not, not that I'm doing it to sell it, but I think one day horror DVDs will be worth something, just like what VHS is now. Look mm-hmm. at those pre-cert VHSs, how how expensive they're getting, you know. So anyway, yeah. Um, so I've got all them. I've got posters. I've got uh, a, a ton of T-shirts of Return of the Dead, but I think my all-time favorite items I own. I have four Return of the Dead skateboard decks. Really? Um, yeah, and I'm looking at them right now because they're in, in my room. Yeah, so um, the sponsor of this podcast is um, a T-shirt company in the UK called Hell on Shirts, and they mm-hmm. they have the license for Return of the Dead, uh, and they sponsor my YouTube channel as well. So we cool. wear their shirts on the show, and they got the license to do return of the dead and the uh, Rob and Jess who run the company are very gracious. They, they give us some shirts to wear on the show. And of course, when he messaged me and said, dude, I've got the license for return of the dead. I'm like, Oh my God. Cause it was just like, Oh, that's it. So yeah. it, over the years he sent me, you know, anything he gets like the official license. So they've done Halloween official. They've, they've managed to get the license for Halloween uh, reanimator. Terminator 2 oh, the list goes on but while they had the license they they got Return Living Dead uh, skateboards printed and mm-hmm. every time he makes one he sends me one and they are just they're going they're, they're, at the minute they're where, where they are now they're next to my TV next to all my gaming consoles because I'm an old I'm like an old old gamer I know you got a gaming channel which we'll discuss but yeah. I've I've got like a little a unit here that has like the the snares, the Mega Drive, you know the um, the sixty four that type of thing, and the the skateboards are just sort of propped at the side, but they are going on my wall. When I finish this, I'll send you a picture of the skateboards. They're 
they're, they're amazing. They're probably my favorite item because an old skater, not very good one, didn't last very long. But as an old skater, I love the art on skateboard decks. I really do. So that's probably probably my prize possession. I think out of everything. So okay. what's your so what's yours then? That's a good question because obviously I own quite a fair bit. Like I said, um, I'm looking across. Uh, I own the movies on various formats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I have an original part two poster framed nice. and hung on the wall, and I have a smaller part two poster that came as a freebie when I uh, pre-ordered the part two Blu-ray. Um, All right, some years back. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. I also I also in the complete history of the Return of the Dead book, and mm-hmm. I even have the the fabled Revenge of the Living Dead graphic novel. Oh, very sought after. Yes, I have that too. I can see mine right here. But yes. Oh. Nice. Um, but if I had to pick an item, I would have to say it's my original copy of the Return of the Dead two script. More so um, for how I for how I uh, obtained it. Oh, because pre, 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 it was. Yeah, it was it was not long after I remember it was not long after I had joined and I, I, I made a post on there just asking, uh, does anyone own on here own a unique Return of the Dead memorabilia? Mm-hmm. And one guy said he had a copy of the original part two script and the EPK electronic press kit. And right. he said and I said and I replied, cool. And then he, he replied back to me, I'd be if you're interested I can sell those to you. All right. Cool. Uh, all right. So I, I DM'd him and I asked about pricing and info. And he said he would offer me, he said he would sell both the script and the press kit for, I forget how much. I think it was like eight bucks or nine bucks. And and at the time I was in college and being a college student, my, money isn't plentiful. Mm-hmm. So I, I held off. And I held, I say held off, but I held off for the for the better part of a year. And right. then by by next year, he still had it. So now that I, I had the money, I I I inquired again about it, and I I told him, hey, I'll I'll pay I'll pay you eighty for the the script and the press kit. And he said, sure, that that's fine. And then a few weeks later, uh, they arrived in the mail. I'm like. Oh my God! I actually own some unique Return of the Dead memorabilia, because for me personally, I'm more interested in like behind the scenes stuff, like like press kits and scripts. Yeah, I have a couple of Return of the Dead T-shirts, but you know, here, here's the thing about merchandising: it can easily clutter a room or a closet oh, yes. quickly. <laughs> oh yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. but 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 something like uh the original uh, an original copy of the script or press kit i mean that's a unique piece of history you mm. know R- yeah. regardless of the movie it's it's a unique piece of history because this was used you know it's like hey this was used to promote the movie or this is the script they were working with at the time yeah and, and yeah and then i and then i remember i remember going through that part two script and just taking note of all the scenes that were cut or altered which I then, which I then wrote uh, as an article about on on my blog, which I, mm-hmm. I sent you a link to. Yes, that's right. I have looked through it. Yeah, yeah, that's really really good. Man. And, and, yeah. yeah, it was just it was it was real fascinating to go through that script and just see all the things that were that were cut or altered because there's there's quite a bit that was left on the cutting room floor. At, at least when it comes to the script. I mean, I don't I don't know how much of this stuff was was actually shot. Um, but, but nevertheless, it's, it was, it was a unique p- piece of history. And the, the fact that I own this is just like, wow, this is, this is epic. And then, yeah. you know, fast, fast forward to last year when I met Marsha Dietlin and Michael Kenworthy, and I brought my copy of the script for them to sign. They were both like, what, you own an original copy of the script. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do. You know, it's a, it's a long, it's a quite a long story, but yeah, yeah, I own it. That's really cool. That's that's ace. That's good how you acquired it. To be honest, that's um, like you say. I I was expecting it to be a lot more, so you kind of got a bit of a bargain there. I reckon. You yeah. Know, for, the, for what for what the actual item is. Yeah, yeah and then with the uh, the electric so with the electronic press kit, it's yeah. this it's this oversized VHS tape called a U-Matic. 
Um, right. But fortunately, the guy the guy who sold it to me, he he was nice enough to provide me a a digitized copy that was burnt onto a DVD of what, right. was, what was on the tape. So right. Oh, that's cool because there because you could have had it and not been able to 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 view it. So the fact that he's done that for you, so that's 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 nice. That's cool. Yeah, really nice, man. Really nice uh, piece of piece of kit. No pun intended. You know, um, yeah, to bone. Yeah, yeah. That's um, something to look out for. Really cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> ace. So, um, I'm 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 pleased you asked me about my favorite piece of. Uh, from a collection because it's not something uh never been asked before really and and then you, when you actually sit and think about it you're like yeah what is my favorite thing you know so that's that was really cool that's really cool so that's probably what i've got the main things to ask you is there anything else you'd like to add uh not not much really other than um i will give you so i'm gonna give you a quick film recommendation Okay. Um, cool. It's it's an earlier film done by Ken Wiederhorn who did um, part two. Part two. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a slasher called Eyes of a Stranger. Have you heard of it? I've heard the title, but I've not seen it. No. Okay. Well, this is your film recommendation. Whenever you get the chance to watch it, check out Eyes of a Stranger. Right. Um, it's a it's what I consider to be a, a hidden gem of mm-hmm. 80s slashers because it's it's one of those movies. That, you know, it came out in the early 80s at the high of like. Friday 13th, the how you know the Halloween sequels and all the other slashers that were coming out at the time. So it just yeah. it kind of just kind of got buried beneath all those and it's kind of a shame because like I said it's it's a neat little slasher. It's it's very reminiscent of Rear Window and that the plot is that there's this there's this guy going around killing people and the neighbor the neighbor uh suspects that you know right she, yeah. that you know he's the one doing it. Um and, you know, coming from a guy who has admitted that he wasn't a big fan of the horror genre, Eyes of a Stranger is really well done. There's some there's some great little moments of suspense here and there, and uh, the makeup was done by Tom Savini, so it's got some oh, nice. it's got some cool kills. Yeah, well, and nice. uh, yeah, it's just a it's just a neat it's just a neat little slasher, and I really like the killer in that. He's played by a guy named John DeSanti. Um, mm-hmm. And what's great about about it is that you know he's not like the Ted Bundy type. He's not he's not a nice you know a pretty boy. Um, mm-hmm. He's just this middle aged schlubby dude who you know for re- one reason or another is you know going out at night and stalking and killing women. Right. I'll definitely yeah uh, yeah man. I'll definitely check that out. Cheers for that recommendation. Like I say, I've heard the title, but I've never actually seen it. So whether I've heard of it because it's something that. Savini's mentioned in his in his you know his resume sort of thing, uh, mm-hmm. maybe that's how I've heard it. But yeah, definitely know the title, so I'll definitely definitely check that out. So before we wrap it up, you have your own YouTube channel. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes, I do. Uh, the name of the channel is Gamer Guys Reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started it last year. Um, I would say I would say it's the the next the the next evolution of my blog because. Right. I used so I used to run a blog called Gamer Guys Reviews. It was something I started when I was a senior in high school as a way to practice my writing and also talk about video games because I love video games. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a, I wrote on that thing for for years and years, and it even landed me some uh, freelance writing opportunities uh, with if, with with some websites. Plus, mm-hmm. I got to inter- interview some people who work in the gaming industry, so that was cool. Right. But um. But at a certain point, I decided to take my work to the next level and start a YouTube channel. Now, it was my, now it was my first time doing YouTube because I I made a previous attempt, and it it bombed. Right. It bombed harder than uh, a, a nuclear artillery shell landing on Louisville to kill zombies. Oh, oh man! <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it was just the main the main problem was it didn't have a clear identity. I didn't know what I wanted to do, and as as a result the channel just didn't have an identity plus i had some i i ran into some drama with i had some drama with the co-host right and we we have falling out um but that's that's a whole other can of forms that i'm not going to talk about in here right right the important the important thing is the channel died and then i took the following year uh to focus on writing again but also come up with a new game plan uh for my for what i wanted to do on youtube so i decided to do a second stab, 
uh and you know i launched this gamer guys reviews in february 2022 and yeah uh things have been going well um i'm still you know it's still a small channel but yeah. it's been it's been making progress uh especially especially recently because there was a period where i, w- I was making videos for a while because of uh, creative burnout creative depression but now i'm back at it and it's it's been paying off because as it stands the channel is at 519 subscribers Halfway nice. to a thousand. Yeah, man. Excellent. Very good. That's cool, man. Yeah, I've um I've checked out a couple of a couple of your videos. I will check out some more. But uh yeah, it's uh well gaming is the thing that I love. I'm I'm like I say, I'm an old gamer. Very yeah. Um the snares and the Mega Drive era was out just coming out when I was just getting into, you know, gaming. So if that that's my era. But um I'll I'll yeah, I definitely uh, recommend you your channel to other people definitely yeah definitely worth uh worth checking no problem no problem so if um apart from youtube is there anywhere where any other people can follow you is it just a facebook uh, have you got instagram or, uh, uh, i'm also on twitter uh you can right. follow me uh boy lowry at w lowry 1996 mm-hmm. and then it, it's something i use personally but if you're on there i i am on reddit uh, username is it's William, dude. So <laughs> nice, nice name. Yeah, so cool. you, you can check that out. I, I'm always I'm I'm sharing different things. I'm posting different groups, um, make, making memes, making lots of memes. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. That's cool. I uh, I'll I'll definitely be checking it out. Very good. But um, so yeah, it's been absolute blast having you on, uh, William. It's been great chatting about return of the dead nice to find someone with the same love for it as i have it's definitely what we need you know more more of this is definitely definitely good but um yes yeah, so if you're on facebook and you want to see more of what william does as well of course you run the return of the dead film series page is that the right is that the right one yes it's the it's uh the return of the dead film series and return of the dead part two fan page Right. Well, I'm going to get after we get off here. I'm going to, I'm going to go and join the part two one because I didn't know that was there. So my my bad there. But I will get on part two. I I'm already already part of the first one. So uh, so yeah. So if uh, if anyone wants to check out what where where we are, you can follow me on Instagram at Return Living Deadhead, or alternatively, you can follow my YouTube channel. Splatter Plastic, where we, me and my friend Liam sit and talk about movie scores on vinyl. So, yeah, great stuff. Well, William, it's been an absolute blast having you on. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you coming on at this awkward time, late at night for me, early afternoon for you, uh, evening for you. But that's that's the time zones for you, isn't it? Yep. And, and remember, no matter what happens, don't name it after me. <laughs> Brilliant. You got it in there. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent stuff. All right, buddy. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, and we will uh, we will chat again. We'll chat about some more stuff, shall we, in the future? Definitely. All right. All right. Take care, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. Come in this rush. Ten, four, Spectacular results, sir. Very close to optimal placement. Well, sir, only 20 square blocks destroyed. Less than 4,000 dead, General. I wouldn't worry about the fires, General. The rain is taking care of that right now. Well, there have been complaints about burning skin, but I shouldn't worry. Uh, minor irritation, General. Uh, the rain will wash everything away. That's correct, sir. All should be back to normal by morning. Yes, sir, I understand the President will visit Louisville tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, we wouldn't want that to happen, sir. Sir, this hasn't been very pleasant for anyone. Thank you, sir. Good night, sir. Christ, it ain't dying! I thought you said if we destroyed the brain, it'd die. It worked in the movie! Well, it ain't working now, Frank. You mean the movie lied?